In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text is the Gospel, which I've already read. Please be seated. When you read the Gospels, one of the things that you might notice is how often Jesus gets in trouble on the Sabbath day. Of all days of the week to get in trouble, Jesus almost always gets in trouble on the Sabbath. We might have a hard time understanding this today because we are not Old Testament people, and so our frame of reference is a little bit off. But we also have the consequence of living in a time where the world never really does shut down. We don't do a very good job of resting from our labors, and it wasn't so long ago that businesses were closed on Sundays, but now you can even stop at Happy Herman's on your way home today. So let's talk about what the Sabbath actually means. Well, this day was part of the rhythm of the week of creation. The Holy Spirit causes Moses to write that God rested on the Sabbath day from all his labors, and in so doing, he blessed the seventh day and made it holy. When God later on gave the law to Moses at Mount Sinai, he returned to the importance of this rhythm for the children of Israel. He said, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now interestingly, in another place, God commands the, the Israelites to keep the Sabbath specifically so that they would remember that God created the world in six natural days, as is recorded in Genesis 1 and 2. I don't think there's any lack of coincidence here that as the evolutionary worldview permeates the way we think about things, the idea of one set-aside, God-given day of rest becomes more and more obsolete among us. Now, even as the Israelites journeyed through the wilderness, God had set apart the Sabbath day for them as a day of rest. They were to gather enough manna throughout the week just for the day, but then when it came to Friday, they were to gather twice as much so that on the Sabbath day they could actually rest their bodies. And this is huge. We cannot underestimate this point because in the ancient world, if you did not work, you often did not eat. But the Sabbath was more than just a day of rest for the body. In another place, God reveals his intention for the Sabbath day going forward. He says, You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. All of the major feasts of Israel were built around the rhythm of the Sabbath, which became days of sacrifice and worship for the people of God. God intended the Sabbath day to be a day, first and foremost, of worship. Then when we move into the New Testament, the link between the Sabbath day and worship is a bit more concrete. 
The scriptures tell us that the Sabbath day is the day that the Jews went to synagogue. The scriptures often depict Jesus in the synagogue on the Sabbath because it was his custom to hear God's word. And in some instances, he was even asked to teach from the word of God. Even the apostles in the book of Acts are depicted in going into the synagogue on the Sabbath day to preach from the Old Testament scriptures that Jesus is in fact Yahweh, the God who comes to save. Now, let's collect all of that together if we can. And the point is, the Sabbath day is a day for God to do his work among his people through his word. But here, in our text, we see Jesus' opponents once again critical of how Jesus conducts himself on the Sabbath day. Although Luke does not actually record any of the words of the Pharisees and the experts of God's law who were there, the, the ESV tells us that they were lawyers there, not the people from the, the billboards, but experts in God's law is what that means. They don't have any of words in the scriptures there for our reading for today. But they do tell us, Luke does tell us, that Jesus was being watched by them very carefully. Now, Luke already knows that we know that Jesus and the Pharisees don't really get along. And Luke already knows that we already know that, ironically, the Pharisees won't even take off the Sabbath day. They will not refrain from doing the work of setting a trap for Jesus to trap him of, on, of all days on the Sabbath day. To make matters even worse than that, as if that's not bad enough, the clear implication here is, is that this poor man with dropsy is the bait for the trap. Dropsy, by the way, is probably in reference to a disease where the body retains a lot of fluid. It would be very painful. Uh, it would cause the limbs of the body to swell in a rather grotesque fashion. You could tell when someone had dropsy. And in those days, it was not treatable. So imagine, if you will, Jesus' opponents sinking so low that they were willing to use a painfully ill and probably disabled man for this kind of trap. And so I ask again, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day or not? But before we wag the Pharisaic finger at them, we ought to consider how we think of the Sabbath day. What does it mean to remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy? Noi was in catechism class. No idea of the third commandment. No, I won't, I won't call on you. But what does it mean? It means that we should fear and love God so that we do not curse, swear, or sorry, that's the second commandment. It means that we should uh, fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. You can despise the preaching of God's word both inside and outside of church. Now, when I was in Colorado on Vicarage, I regularly saw a bumper sticker out there that read, Nature is my church. Now, certainly, we can learn a lot about God from nature. St. Paul, after all, tells us that nature reminds us of God's almighty power. The Psalms tell us that the heavens declare God's power. And when this weather or the scenery that we see is beautiful, like it is this morning, that's great. 
But God's wrath is also revealed through nature. We can see God's anger over our sin in nature too. God does not meet his people in nature to save them. Just ask those who live on our Gulf Coast south of us. The point is, when we forsake the Sunday morning divine service, the gathering together of Christians around the word of God and around the gifts of Christ, we are despising the preaching of God's word. We are breaking the third commandment. But you can also despise the preaching of God's word when you're in church as well. I don't want to set you guys up to be Pharisees either. How many times have you checked your phone or your watch already this morning? Were you just thinking about what you were going to have for lunch or what time the Colts kick off today? Or are you worried about that guy that's listed as questionable for his start on your fantasy football roster? Did you hear something in the sermon that touched a nerve? Or are you just here because someone expects you to be here? And again, I call upon you to repent, to believe the gospel of Christ. Dear saints, the Sabbath was made for you. It was made for your good. It was made for your benefit. It was made so that we could have a time set aside to be gathered together and to hear the word of God as he does his healing work among us. Here, in this place, Jesus invites us to a Sabbath feast where he pulls us out of the well of our sin and death. And as a son made in the image of God, are you not of much more value than an ox, O you of little faith? By his word, your Lord Jesus forgives your sins and he cleanses you by the power of his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. And although you may jockey for the place of honor, or at the very least, for your assigned family pew, Jesus invites you to come up to the place of honor. For he has declared you to be worthy to take the highest place around his altar, where he feeds you with the choicest food of his body and blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. People loved by God. Your Lord Jesus has blessed this day, and he has set it aside for you. By his resurrection from the grave, he has given you a far better Sabbath that is a celebration of your own forthcoming resurrection. On that day, when Jesus comes, he will say to you, Friend, come up higher when he raises your body from the grave and gives you eternal life and he brings you body and soul into his nearer presence so that you may sit at the highest place at his eternal feast with him in his kingdom, which will have no end. In Jesus' name. Amen. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord.